Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. After tell the message God has put on my heart for us today, recipients of victory. Recipients of victory. Open your Bibles with me to Deuteronomy chapter 20. And I'll read from verse 2 to verse 4. The Bible says, When you are about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. When you are about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, Here, Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. And every day is a today and every day you have an enemy of and to your soul. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not panic. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory, recipients of victory. To be a recipient of victory, there are things you must do. But first of all, I want to believe that we all understand when we say recipient, one who receives something, one who deserves to receive something. And victory is when we engage in a battle and we succeed over the opposition or over the opponent. It means that we have become victorious in that particular battle. So to receive victory, therefore, number one, you must have fellowship with God. Fellowship with God. David had great fellowship with God, and so he was always confident of victory. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, David said to the Philistine giant by name Goliath, You come against me with spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. The God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. David knew where his battle readiness lies. Do you know where your battle readiness lies? Do you know where your ammunition is at? Do you know the captain of your army? And do you know that he's able to help you and give you victory. In Psalm 60, verse 11 and verse 12, David said this, give us aid against the enemy. (laughs) And I like the next thing he says. He says, for human help is worthless. Human help. As we share the testimonies, and I have volumes, I have daily testimonies. I have daily testimonies ranging from spiritual, social, 
physical, food, money, clothing, daily testimonies. And that is why one day it occurred to me that the song counts your blessings, name them one by one. Then I said, no, I can't count my blessings. They are overwhelmingly abundant, uncountable, cannot be counted. That is why I don't even know where to start from. And maybe that is your story. Because to get my testimonies for some of us, we take for granted the CD we got in our hands. But had it not been for the Lord, there's an enemy of your soul who makes sure he frustrates your ability to carry load to sell. Yesterday, I heard a story of a, a man who had been holding his master's degree degree for 17 years. 17, not 17 months, years. Never worked anywhere, never got a job. So you don't take for granted when you waited one year and you got a job. You don't take for granted when you completed immediately and you got a job to go and do. And you don't take for granted the mind you have that it is God who gave it to you that your brain is still working well. And so when you have the abilities, don't take God out of what has happened and thank God for your lecturers at school. And thank God for the man who gave you the job. And thank God for the person who gave you the capital to do the work. Thank God for using them to be a blessing in your life. Because a human being's help is worthless. If you take God out of the equation, then you have made a God out of the human being you are looking us. Give us aid against our enemy for human help is worthless, useless, no value to human help. And when they become so arrogant and proud because they helped you, as people testify and they are mentioning and pastor this, oh God, how I felt so little, how I felt so humbled, how I felt so mad that God, all the glory goes to your name, all the glory. Those of us who are at Upreach, sometimes you heard me say, sometimes people are following me to try to say thank you for something. I'm wondering, what are you thinking? And then maybe they will end up thinking, pastor is so arrogant because I'm afraid. God alone deserves the glory because he's alone the one who deserves everything he has blessed us with. With God, we gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. May your enemies be trampled down from today going forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hmm. Fellowship with God. When you are in fellowship with God, you have this confidence, David has, that with God, with God. When he stood on the battlefield, when men were running and he was just a boy, <laughs> just a boy against the men. The men were running, the boy, the men were running backwards, the boy was running forward. The boy was running forward. 
He said to Goliath, you are holding javelin, you are holding spear. I don't care what you are holding. You don't know what I'm holding. You don't know who is holding me. You don't know where I'm hidden. I'm hidden in God. Therefore, victory is mine because it is God who gives us victory. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. But thanks be to God. Say thanks be to God. Oh, say it like you believe it. Thanks be to God. He <laughs> mm. mm. says, but, oh, I wish I were teaching to go into the context of, 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 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, but I'm just doing a short message, a preaching message. Thanks be to God. He said, before he came, they said, where is the sting of death? Where is the sting of death? We are the ones who rise above death. We rise above poverty. We rise above lack. We are victorious in every way. We are victorious on this side of God's universe. We are victorious. On the other side, when we shall see him face to face, we enter into heaven with the victory banner. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. That's an exclamation sign. Oh, I wish somebody would shout. But thanks be to God. Yes. He said, he gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. That is what David knew long ago. When he says, I come against you in the name of the God. He was prophesying. He was looking forward. He was seeing you and I. He was seeing the finished work of Christ. And he knew that when your life is hidden in Christ, you are safe. And you are victorious. Number two. Have an unwavering faith. An unshakable faith, an unmovable faith. First John chapter five, verse three to four. In fact, this is love for this is love for God to keep His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. The command of God is not burdensome. Hmm. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. The commands of God are not burdensome. If you love me, you obey my commands. Who loves someone and they don't want to hear them give an instruction? And it's not their joy to just follow their instruction because they love them. So that the person you love will be so happy. That's the least you can do for God. Jesus said, if you love me, if you love me, why is it so hard for you to come through the rain to church? Why is it that it's so hard to get up and just be thinking about souls? I was talking to a big sister, God sister of ours, few days ago. Pastor was around, so he was hearing our conversation. And, and, and this lady, is, she's not a pastor. And as she was sharing, I was tearing up. And since that day, there's a new passion on my heart for souls. New passion on my heart for the saints to be established in Christ Jesus, in his word. New passion for lost souls to come to salvation so that we'll populate heaven with souls. And she said, behind my wall are we smokers, people on drugs. 
She's in this story building. And I was imagining where that area, where are they behind? Where did they come from? And I suddenly thought, do they still exist? Are people not seeing that Jesus Christ is coming? And she said, I cry when I see them. There's an adult. Say, I cry with pain in my heart. I try to reach them. I clothe them. I beg them. Whatever it is, just go to church. I beg them. When was the last time you thought of somebody in obedience to the word of God, going to the world and preach the gospel? It's not about populating your church. It's about populating heaven because of the finished work of Christ. When was the last time it was such a joy for you? Like we just heard Dr. shared. He said, when I give myself to serving the church, they will worry me. The pastors will call me. They will say, where are you? Yes. You don't know it's harder for the pastor calling you. I also wish I would call you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God has given us the mandate so that we will equip you according to Ephesians chapter 4 so that you will find your place in the kingdom and serve the Lord with gladness. That is where your blessing lies. It is not a favor you are doing to man. No. You know what? Before I came up here, suddenly I had a headache. Those are the front who say I put my fingers here and I started to rebuke it. I could have said my head is cutting off. I'd rather stand here and it cuts off and I go to heaven. From victory on to victory, his army shall he live till every for his banquet and Christ is Lord indeed. The commands of the Lord are not burdensome. When it begins to become a burden to you, check your heart. The answer will be that, or the question will be that, do you love him? It's so easy to do things for the one you love. Very easy. Do you love him? Do you love him when it comes to say, let me just use that as an example. It's not a way of asking you to give because it should come to a place where as a child of God, giving is just supernatural. <laughs> Your blessing is hinged on giving. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So you look forward to give. His commands are not burdensome. For everyone, if you are born of God, since you are born of God, that is why you have the nature of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Therefore, you must look like God. You must have his nature. Born of God means that you are like God. You are like God. And therefore, his commands are easy. The world holds on. You know how the world amasses wealth by keeping it in a bank. That is why there's a man in Luke chapter 12, he has tapped his bonds and he said, I have so much now. That is the way of the world. But God is saying, if you are born of God, the way to get victory is not by amassing, but is by giving. And God says, when you live like that, you are an overcomer. May the Lord make you an overcomer. Amen. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 
our faith when you believe in God. We thought extensively, so we are not going to do that this morning. For one month, we're teaching on faith. Our faith is our persuasion, our conviction, our firmness. We are, we are sure that when I am on the side of God, he is on my side. And when he is on my side, there's nothing the enemy will bring against me that God will not deliver me out of it. That faith overcomes the world, unshakable. That is why Abraham will say that, they will say, the Bible will say, Holy Spirit will say through Paul that Abraham against all us believed in God to the extent of after that faith worked out for him, then God said, go and kill your son. Go and give me your son as a sacrifice. Abraham knew something about God. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able to bring resurrection life to dead things. Hallelujah. Be unshakable, determined, persuaded, convinced that your faith will work. It doesn't matter how long. When Stadorin told me about, said, Pastor, the, the cloth you gave me, I tied it on his head. I had to learn faith from her. I'm like, wow. That is just how it ought to be. I tied it. And she was saying it with a swag. I've never seen a lioness rise up like that before. I was looking at her. She didn't know that I was tapping into faith because iron sharpens iron. We are here together as children of God. I just happen to be your servant, the servant of the Most High God, to serve you, to encourage you, to tell you we can do this. We can do this. And together, everybody's little fire of faith coming together. Imagine the victory we'll have. It doesn't matter what the enemy brings against us because we stand strong in faith. We'll go from victory unto victory. James chapter 1 and verse 6, the Bible says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Believe and not doubt. The only thing that will make your faith shaky it's when you begin to doubt, when you begin to wonder. I've been praying for so long. Can it be? Will it work? I was telling them as Brad Frankie was trying to share. The day the Lord was telling me, we were praying. I don't do phone in church. But I knew the Holy Spirit said, send them a text and ask of them. And I started writing. And I wanted to write my version, though I was hearing the Holy Spirit. And I was writing my version. I know we asked of you this morning already. But we just want to check up again. How are you doing? And the Holy Spirit said, write, she is healed now. My faith was shaking. I said, God, we have been praying one week. If I go and write, she is healed now and she is not healed. But, so I was struggling. So I left here, I went to the back. I finally wrote now in smoke. I said, no, write the now in caps. I said, God. So it was a long struggle, simple instruction. Do you love me? Will you obey? God says this is you are a recipient of victory. Therefore you may see darkness ahead of you, but I said penetrate it, go. He said, oh no, I can't see my, he said go, just go in the darkness. So I went to the back and I struggled with writing the noun. Finally when I put the noun in caps, I thought he would clap for me. He didn't clap for me. He said and it is forever for good, eh? It is forever for good, or something like that. 
I said, God, is, it, is there a bad healing? I should go and add to it. It's for, okay, long story short, I eventually agreed. I wrote it in small letters. He said, delete it. Write it in caps. You see, that means that when we send you, many of you will send you messages you don't even care. <laughs> don't you think that we use money to buy credit? Don't you think that what it means that we, we go through sleepless nights? Don't you think that <laughs> we are not just writing English words, that it is out of prayer? Sometimes there's this tearing because these are your spiritual children. And don't you see the struggle I went through to send a small text? Don't you see that prophetic words can come through the things we send to you? Don't you know that healing is hinged on your faith as we send you certain messages? Your prosperity, your directions. Can you believe? What kind of dishonor is that? Sometimes we we'll send people a message and they answer the gift. Amen. Oh. I say, hey, are you talking to your pastor like that? You feel like throwing up. Oh, they won't even mind you at all. And you sit there and they say, I didn't see it. It's an insult. Mm. I don't chit chat. Personally, I don't chit chat. This phone is a nuisance to me. This phone business that has come in the world, to be holding phone and doing that, my brain wants to work better things. But this is the dispensation we are in. We work with technology, gadgets. So if your pastor is reaching out to you, and if they sent you something in scripture, don't write it up, don't take it for granted. Put your faith there and say, God has just used my pastor to speak to me. And Lord, now open my ears, confirm it in my heart. When you pay attention, you will realize that maybe God already even told you that. And he's only using your pastor as a confirmation. Hallelujah. Don't doubt the word of God that comes to you as you are hearing right now. The devil is also in church. He's in your chair. He's in your heart. And he's also speaking, don't mind her. That is where doubt comes in. And we all go through the doubt. That's why I made an example of what I just said. I like to give you practical examples that I'm just like you. And we are all striving to be like Jesus. God gave simple instruction. And I went through all the doubts and all the unbelief. Until it came to a point that I know that I know the voice of God. And I, 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 I honored the voice of God. And I wrote what he wanted me to write. And I was here before we saw they were in church. And they closed. we closed and the family came and said, Angel just lifted his her arm and screamed, I am free. May the Lord set you free. May the Lord set you free. May he set you free from doubts. May he increase your faith in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says anyone who doubts is like the tossing of the ocean, of the sea, blown here and there, tossed back and forth. That person should not expect anything should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. What is your expectation? This is our month of victory. Number three, be committed to the end. Be committed to the end. Your commitment should not be halfway, like Abraham. Be persuaded. It doesn't matter what you see. Be committed. There's a story in 1 Kings chapter 17. Bible says, 
Let me read from verse 17 quickly. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot the lost arrow of victory. The arrow of victory over Aram. Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans at Afek. Then he said, take the arrows. And the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and he stopped. Hmm. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram completely. But you would have defeated Aram completely and destroyed it. But you would defeat it only three times. Do you know the victories God wants to give you? What you are doing, keep on doing it. You may not see results. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. You are praying at night. You are praying at dawn. You are getting messages to the lost. You are giving hope to someone. You are giving gifts to someone. You are giving your church. You are showing kindness. You know it's all spiritual, but you are not getting the results you should get. And you are getting tired. Elisha gave a simple command. Just be consistent. Just be consistent. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Be committed to the end. Half-heartedness. The scripture I started with in Deuteronomy says, don't be half-hearted. The prince is saying to you today, don't do things half-heartedly. Don't be faint-hearted. Don't be faint-hearted. Don't be afraid. Don't panic. It doesn't matter what you see. God is still on the throne. He still reigns. He's the Lord of Lords. Don't give up as we have entered this month. I want you to understand. Don't give up on your walk with God. Don't give up. Don't become weary of serving God. Don't give up. Don't give up on your service in the house of God. Don't give up on your giving. Don't give up on your praying. Keep on doing what you know is good in the kingdom of God. And your life will be full of continuous victories of continuous victory. We have entered, I declared on Friday, this is our month of victory. To the one who believes, it shall be so. Hallelujah. Victory over any and every battle you shall fight. Victory, you will crash down gates. Doors shall be open before you. You have victory over your financial situation. You have victory over poverty. You have victory over sicknesses and diseases. You have victory over the tears that Make your heart so heavy. You have victory in the name of Jesus. Shall we please be on our feet? God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.